0: worth deleting the app for
1: the dateable podcast is hosted by me i'm yue a former dating coach in new york turned active dater in san francisco on each episode you'll hear commentary by my producer julie krafchick and other surprise co-hosts this episode of dateable is brought to you by 500 brunches Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a of conversation about dating in San Francisco. I have my co-host with me today, his name is Harrison.
2: Hello, hello, it's great to be back. Let's nice do to this. have you. Always. I feel pleasure. like I see
1: you all the time now. We're
2: just like best friends. We're think, like roomies
1: right? or something. Yeah. This
2: is my home away from home. You know, the dateable
3: podcast.
1: And we're making this <laughs> into a threesome because we've got Aaron here.
3: That sounds great to me. <laughs> With his awesome blue hair. We dig it. I've been dating Smurfs. That's why. <laughs>
1: And it rubs off on you, or avatars,
3: whatever.
1: <laughs> so a couple stats on Aaron. He's been in San Francisco for eight years. He's 30 years old, and he's currently actively dating. But also, you are consistently dating someone
3: right now. Yeah, right? it's one of those things where it's like it's so new in its, you know, it's, an in its infancy. And I, it's hard to DTR right now. You know what I mean? That's like
1: everyone. Everyone's in limbo right now. Right. Well,
3: and also I was traveling a little bit. I was traveling for two weeks and I'm traveling again for three weeks. And so I don't want to like... Put, you know, put do that right before I go away again. So when I come back, if, you know, the heart... This what distance makes a heart grow fonder, if that happens, to come back, then, we'll DTR.
2: Yeah, how do you keep that spark going? Snapchat, are you, using, are you guys Dick snapping picks. a lot? Dick, Dick pics <laughs> a lot? Okay, is that...
3: <laughs> no, I mean... Because that
2: is hard. I mean, you have the spark, and then one of you just travels for a couple of weeks. You're gone.
3: Yeah, well, I think part of it, too, is... Uh, making the other person you know making the other person feel like you're they're there with you in some way being you know for me it was there was something that reminded me of him and i just you know messaged him and i was like i, th- I was thinking about you and I sent him a picture of whatever i was doing or what have you and so i think that 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 helps wow
1: if you really want to make something work if you're away you really got to make an effort
3: right and that's and that's so true and i didn't realize it before, I mean, I, I had like booked these things so many months in advance and then he came into my life, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's one of those things too where something like that lands on your lap and you're kind of like, well, shit, I'm going away now and I, this was planned beforehand and so it wasn't in, at least it wasn't consciously me trying to make myself unavailable. In fact, I've been trying to make myself more available recently, but that's when it was tricky. It's tricky. Good. It's a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it never happens when you're expecting it, right? Like it just never,
1: never. 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 I
2: mean... I think it's a good sign that you had all these trips planned and you weren't even thinking yeah. that you'd right. be seeing someone right. this time, right? Right. Like,
1: well, some sometimes people just appear in your life and then you're like, where have you been all this <laughs> what time? What
2: do I do with you <laughs> totally. now? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing here?
1: Which is totally. a nice segue into your yes. story, isn't it? how Has <laughs> you yes. to do with Facebook, that's all I know.
3: It does. That fake news engine Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was just um, trolling Facebook. I'm looking for people to start fights with. And <laughs> you know how it, co- it comes up, it comes up with like people you may know um, every okay. once in a while. And um, you know, he, this guy, I was sc- scrolling through there, because at least in my case, when you're in friends with enough gay people, then it's like all the people you may know are like these beautiful gay men. It's just like this buffet, <laughs> buffet of gotcha. beautiful, I'll show you, it's beautiful. It's like wonderful. It's how
1: come bo- we don't have that issue? It's borderline
3: pornographic, everyone's shirtless or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there is this guy, and his picture was just really attractive and really handsome, and he was like very much my type and um, and my type is is sort of specific in the sense that I like um really pale guys like really <laughs> like really pale ginger or blonde blue eyed like viking type cara of looking. What? Just like I love, like like freckles are a big them? turn on. Just I just, they're the opposite of me. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm more, I'm darker. I've got brown eyes, dark hair, and I just am really attracted to the reverse of that.
1: Like albinos. And I always
3: have albinos, translucent, <laughs> What's anything is. Loose? Like What's Casper changing? is sexy to me. <laughs> Casper is the sexiest person ever to me. Um, like if they need SPF 1000, I'm in. I will hold the bottle. Oh Um, And so he popped out, and so anyway, so I clicked on his profile and I was like, wow, this guy seems kind of interesting from the limited view that I got. So anyway, um, I messaged him and I was just like, hey, you popped up on people you may know, and I don't think I know you, but I would really like to, and you're really attractive. And so oh, and wow. I Wow, I'm
2: and taking I, out my notepad and right I now. and I, oh I hope
3: you have a great day or something like that. And I kind of figured it's wow. going to go into the ether. You it's, added him first? No, 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 I didn't add him. I just sent him a message. What? Yeah, wow. and he and so and I figured it'll just go into the other inbox, yeah. you know, that people never check and never see and it'll just disappear. Well, I mean, you never know. Like I hoped he would see it, but I kind of assumed that he just wouldn't. Um, and so anyway, he messaged back like pretty quickly, like I th- not even a half an hour later or something like that, he messaged back and he said something like, oh, you know, it's really sweet and um, I would like to get to know you too. And so this was, I think like on a, I wanna say it was like on a Monday or something like that, that, I, that this happened. And so through the course of our short conversation, we sort of planned to meet up on a Thursday of that week. So there was like a four day interim And during that intro, we started having conversations via Facebook Messenger. He added me, we added, you know, we became friends on Facebook, started chatting, had really good conversations, really stimulating, like, intellectual, fun conversations. And then we went on a first date. And the first date was really, it was kind of like a traditional first date, which is something that I, I really, like... Have I'm enjoying doing now, like a dinner and a movie, and do something Mm, like fun and how old school of you? I know very right Mm. I well I've been trying to take like a different like different path to what I had been doing, which was which was just a lot of like going out to bars and meeting people, and yeah, some kind of and I and that was the other thing too. I was doing like a dry January, so I was like let's avoid the drinking situation. So, um, so yeah, we did like a shabu shabu, which is kind of. Fun to do, nice. interactive, wow. and then we went and saw a movie and stuff. Um, and like both of those were really good. And then we went to like um, the Boom Boom Room, which is like live yeah. music, yeah. and we like checked that out. And then um, she went Kabuki. We went, no, we went to, oh yeah, we did, yeah. Kabuki, Kabuki. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 so, yeah, exactly. It's the only name date night right. movie spawn
2: town.
1: Uh, Alamo Draft House. Over, uh,
3: yes, over agree Kabuki. with you. Oh, really? 100%. Fuck, yeah. Sushi and Kabuki is my go-to. No no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Alamo really? Draft House. Yeah. So yeah, so he, so we went on this great date and it was really nice and then I was very gentlemanly and we kissed a little bit, but I dropped him off at his house and walked him inside and that was that.
1: You dropped him off at his house. Yeah,
3: I know. I drove sure. and everything. I wow. drove my jalopy around. And yeah. did you
1: plan the date too? Yeah. Oh, so you did everything for this first date. Yeah, I you was
3: paid? like, yeah, I was like, do you want to mm-hmm. do? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if I paid or not. Actually, okay. normally it's like a, it's always an even split. There's never. See, that's the difference between heterosexual relationships dating and, I and gay relationships. So it's it ah. is it's like always. Evenly split. There's never an expectation that someone else pays. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a nice gesture if you do, but it's never an expectation. So the default was probably we split it, but it's hard to say, I don't remember. And then we went on like another few dates and then it was really good. And then we you know, had like a beautiful little Valentine's Day yesterday. This is
1: is still going. Yeah, this is still
3: going. But now, next Thursday, I'm gone for three weeks. Again? Again. What's, his, yeah. what's he saying about that? Well, we haven't sort of talked extensively about it. I mean, he knows that I'm going away, but we haven't, there's not, I don't know. You know, the thing is, is like my, based on, we haven't really talked so much about the open relationship thing, but my, my guess here is based on the conversations that we have had that it's kind of a more fluid situation in terms of openness. So it's not as though there's a, necess- a need to necessarily like, lock things down from either one of our perspectives.
1: Do you want to lock things down though?
3: Well, I would like to explore it further. I mean, I would like to, I'd like to go on more dates with him. I'd like to feel him out. I'd like to, you know, get a good sense of what's going on. And then, yeah, I'm totally open to locking it down. But locking it down to me does not mean monogamy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it does to him. He was in a, he was in like a multi-year, um, a monogamous relationship that he got out of like six months ago, mm. so I think he's probably um, you know enjoying the sort of liberation which I'm totally fine with so mm.
1: so what does locking it down mean then
3: yeah, I think for me it means establishing like a th- like we're both on a path to see this be something more substantial that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have like a definition of um huh. But just like we're on this path, not like we're fuck buddies. You know what mm. I mean? It, it, that's different. Like
1: a promise S- ring of sorts,
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Runway. Getting it's pinned. Like a, so when
2: you date your, when someone dates you, it's it's open. Like it's always an open relationship with you. Well,
3: not. I mean, is that your like policy? So my last like long, long, long term relationship was, was monogamous. Okay. Um, and I think that it's you know for me not super essential to do that and so I think if someone wanted to if so if the other person was like I really want to be monogamous I would say I'm open to doing that but I also need you to understand that it can't be a forever thing for me it's not something my price of admission is that I will do it for the amount of time that it, that you need to establish, like, the baseline of trust? Because a lot of guys that I talk to, mm. they're like, I want to, like, openness is fine, but I want a period of monogamy before um, we open it up, right? Oh. They want to, like, establish that they're each other's, one and only, and then that. they open it up. Oh. And then, of course, there's all the other, like, things that go along with that. Like, is openness threesomes with some, you know, like, you're together right. and then you yeah. add an extra? Or is it you know, when, you know, if I go away and then, you know, yeah. they, we each have freedom or, you know, like you can define that in so many different ways. And I think it's all up for negotiation.
1: So on, on a scale one to 10, one being like, eh, he's all right. 10 being like, I'm super in love with this guy. Where <laughs>
3: are you? God, that's, it's really hard to say. I would say that I'm definitely over the 50% mark. Okay. I, I'm like, I'm, ex- I think that without, jinxing anything that we're on a really good path like I haven't met someone who is um who sort of like surprises me in a number of different ways and um and by that I mean like he's he's he has a like we have a really similar sense of humor which is a, you know huge. huge and then we have really gotta good, laugh together right and, have and we have, to. we so have
2: especially today
3: and we have really good sexual chemistry and we're, we're sort of each other's type and then he's also like really grounded and has um you know, his shit put together. And I think mm-hmm. that those are, like, oftentimes you'll find people who, and he likes to party, and I like to party. I like to go out until 6 in the morning, and so does he, <laughs> and, like, things like that. And so it's uh-huh. it's it's you, you it's usually, like, you find one or the other. Like, you find someone who likes to party, but they're not, don't have their shit together. Their life right. is, like, kind of a mess as well. But I'm one of the rare people, and he's one of the rare people that, like, you can, like, do that. And so I think that that was really something that was fun to me, that we both um, have these sort of, like, vibrant Lives outside of our work as well.
2: So when you cross the fifty percent mark, is that when you're done actively looking to date someone? Like for now, you're putting that on hold. Oh, you're still dating and all that.
3: First of all, I'm not one to use Tinder or Hinge or Grindr, really any of the apps. Like I don't, I don't find that they're good indicators of anything. And people are flaky, and I just, I, I find yeah. them really a lot more work than they're worth, and so I have always Facebook found, is a lot
1: more reliable. Well, it turns out... Is that's that's, Facebook the but new hinge? Is Facebook <laughs> the new
3: hinge? But I feel like that's a very rare circumstance, Ryan, that's what I'm talking about, but like, I have always, my MO has always been to meet people out and about, just because I'm much more intrigued by the... Um, by the interaction and meeting someone for the first time and getting to know them in real life and asking questions and flirting and doing the whole, I mean the whole flirtation thing for me is huge. I'm one of like, the rare gay guys who doesn't really use like, grinder hookup apps to have sex because the transactional nature of those things does not appeal to me. Like, I'm much more into the flirtation and the fun of that.
2: The sex is better when you actually like, flirt and lead up to something instead of just like, boom and then right. it's over. Right? Yeah, I
3: agree. Yeah.
1: But, so. okay, so I'm thinking about my own timeline when I'm dating guys. If I'm <laughs> over the 50% mark, that's when jealousy comes into play, right? I don't
3: experience it.
1: You don't experience jealousy? No, not at all. So if you find that he's wow. dating
3: other people and you see it? Oh, I've seen him have sex with other people. Oh. What? Yeah, or oh. like, do you, like hook up with other guys at parties. Yeah, and, and, and same for him with me. And there's yeah. no jealousy. You're both at the
2: same level then? Well, at least he, it,
3: well, I honestly at least I am at my more... but my 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 suspicion. I mean, it's a good it's a good conversation to have and I intend to have it, but it's like based on the fact that um, we've both sort of go- gone into these situations acknowledging that this is likely going to happen
0: mm. that
3: we're both okay with it. And I so there's in in like polyculture and I'm not I'm not an expert in polyculture and I've never actually been in a Poly relationship, but there's a word called compersion, and I encourage every listener to look this word up because it's really a fun word. But it, but it, the short of it is, it's sort of the opposite of jealousy. So when you see your partner um, being pleasured by someone else or just or just happy even in the absence of you, mm-hmm. it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And if you're secure in your relationship with a person, like there's jealousy doesn't really serve a lot of purpose other than to sort of create this illusion that it brings you, it, it means that you value the other, that you value the relationship more. But that's not true at all. Right? And is this
1: something you communicate together like intentionally or is this just something that you assume?
3: I mean, in, in the in ideal world, yeah, it's communicated like very thoroughly, actually. And, and I think when the time comes when we establish like, okay, we want to, this is something that we want to like continue to do, we want to continue to see each other and like build towards something, it's, some, it's a conversation I think is incredibly important to have. Like, what are your boundaries, if there are any? What do you expect from me? What should I expect from you? What is your price of entry, price of admission? In the relationship, and if those align, or if they can be um, compromised, you know, and worked out, then I think you're in a good spot. But I think it's a little bit too early right now to. I mean, I think that, like once you establish monogamy. See, see, in the gay culture, the default is not monogamy. Mm. You know, I think in straight culture... So it's odd
2: if it's monogamous.
3: No, no, it's not that it's odd. It's just that it's not assumed. Okay. Right? So, like, the assumption, I think, in straight culture is that you're going to be monogamous unless you just say (laughs) otherwise, right? But in especially in San Francisco gay culture, it's I think I would venture to say, and there's probably no data on this, or maybe there is, (laughs) I don't know, there's probably more people in some form of open or monogamish relationship in gay culture than there are people in straight, as Mm -hmm. in, like, absolutely 100%, monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. and so you know with that in mind like over over time like you know I'm from Michigan just like the sort of like traditional down home salt of the earth sort of way of thinking about things and um and even gay men who still live in, in Michigan, who I talk to, like their expectation is very much monogamy. Openness is still kind of a foreign thing to them. So hmm. combine that with sort of burner culture, which is also super pervasive in the San Francisco gay community and a lot of the um, the nightlife now consists of um, a wide range of sexual fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just opens a lot of people, sort of or pushes a lot of people's sexual boundaries, and in my case, living here for eight years, like yeah, I came here as um sort of a wide eyed michigander, and then you know like I'm a san francisco weirdo with my with my you know nails painted and my hair a different color, hair, like yeah. yeah, I don't know there's something about that
1: so then what what's the purpose of dtring then
3: I think that first of all, it's a level set right okay it's I think it's important to um level set as to where you are and what you want. Like if he was like, you know, I just want to just kind of like date people for uh, you know, I don't know, a year or a lot longer. I just don't really want to you know, put lot, you know, define anything right now, then that's one thing, you know.
1: Okay, but what what is what are you defining though?
3: I mean, so I think like that there's boy, like when do you call him your, your yeah,
2: boyfriend? Yeah, like a boyfriend,
3: yeah. right? Or like, are we going to, are we going to sort I guess part of it is, is like, do you see a future? Is that future a week? Is that future three months? Like, are we going to start talking about going on vacation together, doing a weekend together in a couple of months? That sort of thing. Like, do you see a future?
1: And by future, you mean not what you're doing in the future, but being with each other yeah. for an extended amount right. of time. Right,
2: exactly. Oh.
1: Okay, so it's kind of and there's And no, there are no
2: tangible parts about that. It's just, I want to be with him for a long time. Like, you don't think in your mind ma- marriage at this stage, right?
3: Well, that's a good question. I mean, for now, everything is going really well. There's no reason to think that it would go in the reverse. So that's exciting to me. And if, like, that continues to feel good, and we both continue to feel good doing that, then I want to... You know, continue doing that. And then, you know, especially once I came back from this vacation, um, you know, really talk to him and establish like, do you want to continue doing this and see each other more frequently and whatever.
1: Where are you going, by the way?
3: Australia. And Three New Zealand.
1: weeks. Oh, so nice. And yeah. you don't want to take him with you? I would love to. I was like, I was. By I
3: yourself? actually said to him, "I was like, I was like, get a get your ticket." He's like, "I what can't I get work." Oh, where okay. I've always, I've always invited anyone who wants to come on trips and stuff to just book it because I always travel alone. I was gonna yeah. say so, so, you, yeah, are you going with anybody? Okay.
1: So, okay, so you were in a monogamous relationship before. Yeah. Was it because of this relationship that now you're not? into this, this whole monogamy thing? I'm thinking like yes. chicken or the egg, which one is yes. it? Yes,
3: I think that that had a huge part to do it. I don't think that was the only reason. I think um, during like the couple of years that we were together, I definitely wanted to explore openness um, and he was very much not interested in that. And then right at the tail end of this relationship, um, I was like, I really want to go to Burning Man and I want to go there on, in unim- Unhinged. yeah Unhinged. unimpeded by <laughs> unimpeded by structure, we can pick <laughs> up monogamy when we get back, but Hair like i want to go I want to yeah. go there and not be restricted. I want to be able to experience it fully, whatever that means and um and he, like that that ex boyfriend like used to um go to bathhouses and stuff and saunas. And I was like, go to the sauna. Go have fun. Like, do whatever you want. Suck all the dicks. I don't... I'm like, <laughs> tell me... Like, to send me pictures and videos. I don't... Like, I'm I'm into it. Um And so, yeah. So, when I came, Like, I did have experiences there. And then, you know, he came, I came back. And he, I, he, he was like, don't tell me, don't tell me. And I was like, okay, I want to tell you. And then, eventually, he was like, tell me. And I was... So, I told him a little bit. And he was like, yeah, I just... I shouldn't have asked because, uh, you know, I, you, know, you went there and did that and I stayed here and didn't do anything.
2: Did he not want to go? Mm.
3: Yeah, he didn't want to go. We broke up not too long after because it, for so long our, our paths had been parallel and then um, I think that awakened me in a lot of ways and about things I wanted to do and things I wanted to experience and that life was a lot or had the potential to be a lot richer and a lot fuller um, by opening up to different things, and and not only was it that um, the just the monogamy part of that, but it was also the um, I think unwillingness on his side to do a lot of things. And I started to do, like piece it all back together, and I was like, Wow, you know, I was always the person to be like, Let's do, let's go do this, something special, like let's jump out of a plane, let's go do this thing. And he was always the person like holding back. And after a while, after years of that, it gets really tiring to be to always push that boulder uphill and to be the person always expanding right. their sort of world view.
2: Yeah. So, so when the balance, I guess, is tipped, because that's a huge part of what you're looking for. You want someone who's willing to try different mm-hmm. things, and he clearly wasn't. So the balance on the other side, like, were there qualities about him that kept it going? Even though there's this huge part, that was just, I mean, that's not a part of, like, your truth, your DNA. I mean, I loved him. Yeah.
3: You know, and our our lives came together at this very strange inflection point. Um, This relationship, like, uh, my mom had just died like a couple of weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it was very strange timing that I came back from that. And I, it was, 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 it's it's complicated, but like she died. And then it it also like opened my eyes to my own sense of mortality. Because she died at 52 and I was, I think, 25 at the time. And I was like, God, I could be like middle-aged. What am I... You know, if I, if I, you know, die in 25 years or if I walk out the door and get hit by a car, like I want to be, I want to have lived, you know, my life. And so anyway, so I sort of, that epiphany happened and then I came back to San Francisco after that. And I met this guy at Toad Hall randomly outside in a bar and um, we was like a one night stand and then it uh, we didn't have sex though. We just—it was a one-night stand where we both got drunk and came over to back to my place, and he was like, "We'll get <laughs> naked and cuddle, but we're not going to have sex." And I was like, "We'll see how that works." And then we didn't have sex. <laughs> and we actually—we actually started dating like really hardcore, like several times a week. And this was all throughout December, um, and we spent like Christmas together and all this time together, and New Year's and everything. Um, but we didn't have sex. I think for like three months of very serious dating. Wow. Which is yeah. Yeah, I heard of. Yeah. Was that you his try that. choice? It was definitely his choice. But you were doing it other was, things. But it was very much like a, he wanted to test me and um, make sure that I was, you know, willing to do that. It's whatever. It wasn't like the end right. of the world. But I was definitely stressed out by the end of the three months because I also wasn't seeing anyone else. I was just <laughs> having a lot of me time.
1: So when you see your partner who you are over the 50% mark with... Having sex with someone else. Yeah. What are the What are the emotions that you feel?
3: Like I want to take a video of this. Really? Why? Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Why?
3: Wow. Um, because it turns me on. I mean, I don't have to be. I don't have to be the active participant in it either. Um, you know, it's also fun to be. But yeah, no. I mean, there's. I just. I don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, can you explain jealousy? I think it's. Um, it's.
2: I think it's, it's hurt. becomes. I think
3: it's more so being hurt. Like, if I'm jealous, I'm hurt
2: that there's something I'm not... Like, why does she have to resort to
3: some But it's not avenue? Okay, but see, this is... I right. know that is, like, an elementary, like... But deal, I take but... issue with this because certainly, like, you have more than one friend, right? Right. But, like, your friends wouldn't get jealous of you yeah. hanging out with your other <laughs> friends. I like, three. Three friends. <laughs> I think they're listening to it. But, hey <laughs> but think about that. But think about that. Like, they wouldn't be offended if you hung out with the, your other friends because why would they be even if you DTR the relationship as friends, even if you DTR the relationship as best friends, right. even if you went out with a whole bunch of other friends and, or whatever, and you went to a bar and you just so happened to have, to run into that other friend there with it, the, like, is yeah, there a, no, I mean, it's a great point. I think,
2: well, I guess the physical component is just what puts you over, like, that's a great mm, analogy. Mm, but, no, cause no. we've had
1: this conversation before. I mean, yeah. in our, in our group of friends, People get jealous when they're left out of invitations. Yeah, you can get jealous um, when, yeah. they find, when they look at Facebook pictures of their friends somewhere else and they weren't invited yeah. to the same thing. It's, you know, people still get jealous because it comes from possession. Right, it's Feeling possessive of right. the person that you identified as your friend, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I get jealous when I know the partner that I confessed kind of my feelings to has similar feelings for someone else and to me it's sort of like well he should only feel those feelings for me why is he feeling that for other people what how, how would you explain something i
3: mean like that? i would look at it like you can establish your primary partner right you can establish and say you are the person that i love i'm never gonna leave you i'm never gonna abandon you this has nothing to do with you or your faults or whatever insecurities you have and lord knows i have many insecurities i have things that i would that when whenever i'm broken up with i immediately go to is like this is why because it's my insecurity right Mm -hmm. and we all have those things where it's like you see that in yourself and there are things that people might not even see in you but you see them in yourself and so you point to those and say these are my these are the reasons why right and so You can establish with someone like I'm never like your you are you and I love you for you, but there's also this other thing that I that I would also like to experience. And just because I do this, it's not a zero sum game. Just because I do this, twenty percent does not mean that our hundred percent goes to eighty percent. It means that it just means there's one hundred and twenty percent of things now.
2: But you still have a set number of time. You know, in a given day, so it's yeah, not, but you can't spend all of
3: your time with your partner, right? Right. And this is like jealousy is definitely a part of poly relationships as well. From what I understand, you know, like how you how you negotiate those things, how you establish those things, um, is incredibly important, and it's something that you kind of have to deal with as you go. It's not to say that I I've never felt jealous. I just don't feel jealousy in the sort of traditional sense of that sort of thing where like I think most people would if they went to a party and saw someone making out saw their partner making out with someone or fooling around with someone they'd like go ballistic oh yeah whereas I'm like rah 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 that's amazing I respect it that's unbelievable that's amazing (laughs) I'm into it but at the same time like I also have to feel I also have to feel that I that our relationship is secure and that there's trust and like for me I think if there was a lying situation happening, that's way worse A grievance. Like, if you want to have sex with someone else, tell me you want to have sex with someone else, and, like, I will, you have all the, you can do whatever you want.
1: So So you want full disclosure from your partner?
3: I want, yeah, I mean, I would say that, yes, I would probably, that would be my idea, would be to have, Full disclosure, like if you're gonna go do something, just let me know that you're gonna go do something. Or that it's a possibility mm. that you'll go do something. But
1: if you're away for three weeks, do you want your partner oh, to tell I, you everything? Fully he's assume. Done? No, 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 so, no, no.
3: But eventually, like that's part of like the DTRing. Like if I was gonna if you are gonna define the relationship, I'd wanna establish like what our boundaries are. Yeah. And establish the base level of trust and like what is openness, what is not openness, what is cheating? Because you can still even in an open relationship, you can definitely still cheat. Absolutely. And so I'm just totally morally against cheating. I think it's a completely useless and stupid thing. It, I, is cheating when
2: it's emotional? Is that... No, cheating yeah. is when
3: you're lying about okay, what you're when doing. When you're lying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you don't believe that you can be a monogamous person, don't enter into a monogamous relationship. It's as simple as that. Like, if you think that there's even a slight chance that you're ever going to put your dick inside of someone else or put someone's dick inside of you, then you just shouldn't do it. You just should just say I'm. I have to have some level of openness, and we can like cross that bridge and we get there. Got it.
1: Do you think you'll or ever- just not ha-
3: or just not engage in the you know engage in the cheating? That's the other option. Because
1: mm-hmm. right. it's the
3: whole lying part that screws with people. That's yeah. the bad part. So the rah rah,
2: like if your partner's having sex with someone else, but if he's emotional, like if he
3: starts getting emotional with someone else, is that like is there a limit there? Look. You cannot prevent any other person from leaving you. Every We've all been dumped, and we've all dumped up others, and we don't have to, we can do it for no reason, you know, we can do it for no apparent reason, we can do it for timing reasons, we can do it for a million of different reasons. And look, I have always told everyone I've ever dated, if you at any point think that, like, you found someone that you that meets your needs better than me right now, like, go for it, because that's what you need and that's who you are and that's what you want and like i can't meet everyone's needs right and also those needs change over time like all of the relationships i've ever been in like for the time that we were together it was really good right up until the moment when it sucked you know like our paths were going parallel and then all of a sudden they diverge and just because they diverge doesn't make it bad no, or negate yeah. the whole good experience
2: i agree i mean i think if you're cheating that that's just a sign you shouldn't you're not in this relationship right if you're cheating subconsciously, right. you don't want to be dating the other person. But then,
1: what is so commitment? Because to me, commitment is when your needs diverge and then you commit to each other to work on those things, work on those conflicts. Mm. But if you're, if you say this is a relationship where at any point I'm not meeting your needs or you're not meeting my needs, I can piece out. There's no commitment there anymore. Right? Well,
3: I think that there comes a. I mean, I would agree with you that it if you're going to commit to the person, part of it is that you commit them because you want to be with them and you love them and you wanna do that. If you're so willing to just peace out, then you probably, the commitment wasn't real to begin with. Um, I feel like the piecing out part is like the final straw, right, like if you're, if you've committed to someone and then you meet someone who you think is like fabulous, Great, you met someone who's fabulous, but you also have this person who you've already committed to, who you love and care, presumably love and care about and want to be with. So you have to weigh those things. Like, okay, here's this bright, shiny new object. Is this bright, shiny new object someone I want to, like, dump this really, this, like, investment that I have over here with all these great qualities and stuff for the shiny new object? Or do I just want to fuck the shiny new object? Like, what is the thing? And so you have to negotiate and, and weigh those two, I think, in any relationship and I you know the the sad thing to me is that like half of people cheat on their partners when in reality you could probably just like so in in, in situations with me where I've dated guys and we sort of like established a level of openness I have found that I am less interested in actually you utilizing the openness because mm. um there's also a bit of like forbidden fruit uh, you know factored in there where if you know if you know that it's a possibility suddenly it's Not as interesting. I mean, not to say that I haven't taken advantage of it, but like it's also not as interesting. Mm -hmm. I think when I was in my long-term relationship that was monogamous, I felt this sort of like entrapment in a way in in monogamy. And truthfully, because I had brought it up and had been been so consistently denied, also felt resentful that I wasn't like my needs weren't being met, and my feeling like I wasn't being heard in that way.
1: Right. Do you think you'll ever be monogamous?
3: Maybe. I wouldn't Down ever, line. so like, I think uh, when it comes to me, I wouldn't ever rule anything out. I also wouldn't ever rule out being with a woman either. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say, like, where you are in your life and where what you need and have what you, you want. Have you been with a meet. woman? I never. have Yeah, I have. Oh, you have? I'm yeah. not a gold star gay. I have zero stars. <laughs> wow. Do you know what that means, Like gold star gay? No, means, no. So a gold star <laughs> gay is if you've never, had, you know se- if you've never yeah. had sex with a woman, yeah. Oh my God, And then God, that's there's amazing. another one too. You're, you're, you're like a platinum or a diamond gay if you had a cesarean section, so you've never Touched a vagina. What? Oh wow! I've there's, oh there's levels. I have no stars. <laughs> That's
2: unbelievable. Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. So you have them with a woman. I have. I yeah. uh, not not dated. But Women. No. Um, yeah. Just one woman actually, and okay. it was a long time ago. She so. Uh uh-uh.
1: <laughs> Usually
3: it's an Asian. This uh, <laughs> one. Well, hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> I know. Lot, Is, that Is that a lot thing? of air? A, a lot quote. of gay guys who lost the gold star. Well, what no, was, I just I just, know it's mo- more that like a lot, of, for whatever reason, at least That's, in my experience, that a, that, that a lot of guys, before they come out, are with Asian women. I don't yes. know why. No We're the gateway. Oh We're my. The gateway. <laughs> You're the gateway yeah. drug? What are you guys doing?
1: We're the gateway. That's, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Can't explain it.
3: Start dating Asian women, then call me in a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh. i find it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um. No
0: no
1: comment, no comment. I think the takeaways, let's just wrap this up, I think the takeaways are I, I think what you said that really resonated with me is that you can't predict the future. Things happen, you change, people change. What you can have control over is how you feel today, how you want to proceed today, and how you want this relationship to carry out today. So the commitment you're making is for who I am today, I'm committing to you. And there are no guarantees in the future. Let's not hold each other back. If we're not making each other better, then we leave. But we're still keeping, making the best of, of our relationship and enabling each other to be better people, then we keep going, right?
2: Right. And I would, when in doubt, there are always suggested friends on Facebook that uh, you know <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can look out for.
3: Yeah, I would definitely say I'm gonna, I'll there. make a, I'm, That like, is good. That's a good. I'll lesson. make I like one try. and only sports reference. I think it was like a Wayne Gretzky quote that I all paraphrase. But you you miss all of the shots you don't take. Uh-huh. I mean, the only risk in me doing that was him saying no or not responding, which is like not a risk at all. Yeah. So, I worry
2: if I do that because. Of the perception of straight guys just randomly reaching out. If I reach out to a girl, she might think that's creepy on
3: Facebook. Yeah, I don't know anything about that.
2: So I don't know. I
1: yeah, I don't know. Lose. I know, what do you have to lose. Exactly. Have to lose? That's true. Who yeah. cares? I guess. But yeah. I do have to say, the people you may know list on my Facebook are all like guys I've met on Tinder.
3: Oh. oh, yeah, because you have the right. number and then it... it exactly, like... oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't
1: want to uh, message any of them. Fair. <laughs> None of fair. that of the
3: Tinder family. The, the Tinder family. Any huh?
1: other takeaways that we can give to our listeners? I would
3: say one thing, mm-hmm. when, especially when it comes to jealousy, since we spend a lot of time talking about this. Always think about why you're feeling jealous. Dig into that emotion and what it is that you're feeling when you feel jealousy. Not just like he did this or she did that. Think about why that made you feel the way you felt. I think that's a really important exercise. And it's something that I do a lot to try and because it's a process to unlearn jealousy. I think it's socialized within us to be jealous um, when someone is not devoting 100 percent of their life force to you. And so you have to unlearn unlearn that. And I think part of it is just understanding and communicating what makes you feel jealous. And then I think that helps with Making you happier because jealousy makes everyone feel like shit. Makes you feel like shit. Makes your partner feel like oh, it's shit. The worst. So agree. if you can unlearn it, unlearn it.
1: Worst, it. I know, and you eat lots of ice cream. It just it's the
2: good. worst. Yeah. Not Hagen does, does make I mean, so much money off of jealousy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They should just rebrand. <laughs> and, and you're just <laughs> ref- and you're just refreshing recently added Facebook friends on their. Program. <laughs>
1: <laughs> refresh, refresh. Any takeaways from you, Harrison?
2: Yeah, I think I mean def- this was eye opening for for many a reason. Um,
3: but hopefully, that's not the only orifice that is opened.
2: No,
1: <laughs>
3: I mean no comment, no comment. Um,
1: <laughs> He's turning so red right now.
3: Definitely
2: turning red. This was a video, not a podcast. So you can see my face turning red. Um, no, I think at early stages of the of a relationship, I think it's important not to just dive in and like go all in and when you're traveling, life happens and not really going all out for that commitment until it feels right. But I think everything you mentioned in terms of communicating, that is the number one problem that is with bad relationships in general when it's not just a comfortable environment to talk about things. like Mm -hmm. Get out of those. Those are the worst because then you'll never be able to to move past certain things and you'll never be able to work on certain aspects. And so you can't have open dialogue about relatively important and less important parts about what's going on then I mean that's horrible like if it's not a comfortable place for that yeah peace we out you yeah. know mm-hmm.
1: one last takeaway is Aaron you taught me something today that really opened up my eyes is um, a whole new definition of DTR because I think being a straight girl I think DTR is when you define whether you're my boyfriend or not mm-hmm. right it's black or white but you're saying DTR could be on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It's talking about what is this track we're on. Let's define if we're on the same page and we're going down the same track. Mm-hmm. And that is eye-opening for me because listeners at home, when you DTR, it doesn't have to be labels. Mm-hmm. It's about are we on the same page? Do we see mm-hmm. eye to eye? Do we feel the same way?
0: Love way it. Way more
1: important. Way more important than, are you my boyfriend?
3: Well, I think also straight people are on Sleep that sort of that like up. on that path to you're sort of on that path to getting married. It's always I like know. you're so it's like you do the steps. You like you like go, you're a boyfriend and girlfriend, then you're engaged, then you're married. You're like right. everything's sort of like predefined. It's scary. But you, scary. when you're gay, yeah. I mean everything's up in the air. Until recently you couldn't even get married, so the relationships were never really defined for a Oh, that's so true.
1: That's
2: a great true. point.
3: That's an amazing point.
1: I just want to be gay now. Do it!
3: <laughs> Right. <laughs> can I just
1: sleep with myself and then, bam. <laughs> All
3: right,
1: let's wrap this up. Liz is at home. We love to hear from you. If you have a story, just let us know what you've got. We love to have you as a guest on our show. We can always keep you anonymous. We can even change your voice if you like. And last but not least, one, two, three. Stay,
3: Stay dateable. date-able.
1: The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram all under Dateable Podcast.